This is Minnesota Today for Monday, January 30th. I'm NPR News reporter Tim Nelson. Here's our top story right now. Some major moves at the state capitol today. A bill to cover school meal costs for Minnesota students is headed for a House vote. A final committee signed off today on the $387 million proposal. All enrolled public school students would be eligible for a free breakfast and lunch each day. That would be a change from current practice of subsidizing meals based on income thresholds. The change would take effect next school year. House Republicans opposed the DFL bill in the Ways and Means Committee. Representative Ron Cresha of Little Falls says schools need more flexibility with added state dollars. I think it's a, a program where we're trying to uh, solve a mosquito problem with a, a a very big state program. DFL Representative Muhammad Noor of Minneapolis took issue with that characterization. This is something we need to be talking about and supporting all kids no matter where they come from. And this is not a mosquito problem, Madam Chair. This is about our kids. School leaders say student lunch debt has risen since a similar federal program ended. Also today, Governor Tim Walz announced he would sign a bill tomorrow that would codify abortion rights and other reproductive health services in the state. Walls and DFL leaders have said the measure is a top priority this legislative session. Once signed into law, the bill will write into statute access to abortion that is currently guaranteed by a state Supreme Court case. Supporters have said future courts could roll back the right to an abortion, and they hope to prevent that. Opponents, meanwhile, say the bill goes too far. And a proposed statewide sick and safety time-off policy is steaming ahead at the Capitol. Brian Baxt reports. A few Minnesota cities have ordinances that say workers can build up time to use when they get sick, fall victim to abuse, or have another emergency. The Minnesota House could vote soon on a bill enabling workers statewide to accrue up to 48 hours off per year. DFL Representative Liz Olson says about one-third of Minnesota workers lack access to sick time now. People get sick. You don't know on a calendar when you're going to get sick, and this is falling in line with what we're learning nationally, and the sky is not falling in the places where this has been implemented. Republican John Petersburg says the offering should be left up to employers. It's important for us to maintain some sort of uh, hands-off from government rather than always trying to be the the sledgehammer uh, pushing some of these The proposal is distinct from a long-term paid leave measure, also advancing in the legislature. That's NPR News political reporter Brian Baxt at the Capitol. And a Minnesota arts organization that presents public art and hosts a celebrated festival announced its closing today. Jacob Alloy reports. Northern Lights Minnesota has supported artists in producing and displaying public art for the last 15 years through programs including the Northern Spark Festival. The St. Paul-based organization says that while it is not facing a financial or leadership crisis, projections for a reduction of income in future years has led them to realize that they would not be able to fulfill their mission. Executive Director Sarah Peters said in a statement that Northern Lights is choosing to, quote, close with grace rather than continue to do less with less. The organization plans to hold their final program in June of this year in lieu of the Northern Spark Festival. That's NPR News arts reporter Jacob Alloy. And here's what else we're watching. Amazon tells Minnesota employment officials that they expect to stop operations at their sort center in Shakopee. That's different from the distribution center where a union drive has been going on, including recent walkouts. 
The so-called WARN notice to the Department of Employment and Economic Development says 680 employees will be laid off. An Amazon vice president of human resources says the facility will be closed by March 31st and employees will be offered transfers. And Sunday marked the end of an era in the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic as the last of the state's public testing sites shut down after nearly three years in operation. The testing sites at the Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport and in Brooklyn Park shut their doors yesterday. Sites in the St. Paul Midway neighborhood and in Duluth closed earlier in the weekend. They were the last of a network of state testing sites that opened as Minnesota battled the coronavirus pandemic starting in March of 2020. The state is still offering a limited number of home tests for order online. Many pharmacies, clinics, and other health providers are still providing tests. In sports, the Timberwolves host the Sacramento Kings tonight. The Gopher basketball women host Indiana, and the Gopher men play at Rutgers, both on Wednesday. In weather, there's a windchill advisory across the entire state through Tuesday morning. Tonight is going to be very cold, with lows from 12 to 18 below zero. Tomorrow, look for mostly sunny skies with highs from 2 to 6 above zero in northwestern Minnesota to 9 to 12 above in the southeast. That's it for Minnesota Today. Thanks for listening. I'm Tim Nelson. Kathy Werzer will be back in the morning with an update. Until then, stay healthy and stay safe.